that works. Um, nobody needs to fuck off this week because uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a solo boy. Um, I'm a solo boy. Carl and I can't get together to do this podcast uh, because of the one, the only coronavirus. Uh, we usually record it in Carl's dorm. He's an RA at Drexel. And I'm no longer allowed in there, not because I have it, but because they're no longer letting any guest in. So Carl's in the middle of finals. He couldn't make it to North Philly where I live. Um, so I said, the show must go on. I'm just going to do this one solo. It's pretty nice. I'm in my room, relaxing, enjoying a enjoying a light beverage. Uh, I'm not even wearing pants right now. Um, it's, it's very nice. So we'll see how this one goes. Uh, I've never done this before, but, uh, yeah, I didn't, honestly, I didn't think that coronavirus was gonna, um, I didn't think coronavirus was gonna fuck this much shit up. I really didn't. I thought it was, I thought it was a little bit of hype and I thought it was just, I thought it was just the media being like, Oh, look at this new disease that we can exploit for clicks and, and, uh, views. And I thought that for a while. I was like, oh, it's just hype. It's just hype. And then the government started saying stuff. And then I was like, maybe this is a conspiracy theory. Uh, and then the only person that I trusted was when I watched a Joe Rogan podcast. And he had this guy on and he was talking about it. And the guy, I guess his job is to research uh, pandemic flu stuff. I don't know. But he was talking about it. And he wasn't saying, like, you're fucked, run for the hills, doomsday preppers, you were right. Uh, he was saying, like, yeah, this is just going to suck for four months. And, yeah. I've seen so many bands, they've uh, they've had to cancel tours. Um, cancel tours, cancel shows. And uh, one band in particular, um, Rubber who I believe I've talked about on the podcast before. Great band. Check them out. Um, they posted something, and they were saying how important it is for now because indie artists can't tour, which is how some of them, you know, make their life. Like, I don't make I don't make money off my music, right? Like, I, I'll get paid for a show, but it, it's chump change. It's it's gas money and beer money, at the, you know, at this point. Um, I do have a day job. I'm out there. I'm slinging pumps still. My high school job. Uh, I live down at Temple, but I'll go home for a weekend, work a couple doubles. Uh, my boss is fucking awesome, and he just lets me come home and get on a shift whenever I want. So that's how I make my money, all right? The facade is been broken. I didn't know if any of you guys thought I was out here making the big bucks off of my, my two songs that are out with less than a thousand plays. <laughs> but... Rubber posted something and they said it's more important now than ever because indie artists make their livelihood off this. I was thinking about that. And other bands were posting it and just saying, like, oh, we can't tour, but we want to do stuff for you. But if you want to show support, you know, go go stream our go stream our single or our album, whatever. And uh I don't know if you guys can hear that, but you know. North Philly's outside. Uh, <laughs> so I was thinking about that idea. How important it is to support the artists that you like. And 
I don't really have I don't really have a fully baked opinion on this, but my initial reaction is yes, 100% support the people that you like, right? But then there was this other part of me in the back of my head that was like do artists I guess this I guess this goes this is this is funny because this is how I this is how I think usually when when I'm just by myself, I I go back and forth and I actually talk all the time by myself. So this is kind of fun. Um, there's this part of me in the back of the head is like, do some artists uh, feel entitled to like a fan's attention, right? Because that's what you're battling for is a fan's attention, really, on like streaming platforms and and social media and whatnot. Because like fans don't owe you anything. You need to give them something that they want to watch. But the other thing is a lot of the times I think people will, you know, they'll stream stuff or, or they'll even see a video on Instagram and they'll really like it, but they might not actually like it or, you know, throw a comment on it, which to the fan doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's like, no, yeah, like I saw it. I liked it. I watch all your shit, but to an artist trying to become something, excuse me, an artist trying to become something, those little trivial things matter. Like fucking Instagram algorithm or whatever likes comments. It really does. Um, so yeah, no, yeah. 100% support your friends and support the artists you like. Even here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. So it's like artists should be always trying to make stuff that's so good that they don't have to ask people to pay attention to it. Right. But, and if they provide that, I think when they're at a small level like this and you want to see them be successful, you should probably engage more than you even want to. Let's say you stream a song every day. Right? Rubber has a song called Control. Fucking slapper. I listen to that song every morning because it gets me all jazzed up for my day. Maybe stream it twice. Maybe you don't even listen to it the second time. Maybe you just you, you play it while you go while you go take a take a quick shower. Maybe you see a, a video that they post and you like it. Andrew's over there working those Working those glorious pipes of his, hitting those vocal runs, and you like it, and you don't want to, you don't want to comment, you don't have anything to say. You just feel like, but do it. Yeah, do it because those extra kind of, those extra, that little bit of extra engagement, it means a lot to, it means a lot to a young artist, young artist. Like, I'm talking, I'm talking like I fucking know something, like I'm some person was like, yeah, back when I was, it means a lot to us, because when, I swear to God, it's so weird, but if you post something, like, on Instagram, no one comments on it, no one will comment on it, if, like, two people comment on it, then, like, everybody's like, yeah, me too, I'm gonna just say what, a, a flame emoji, it's so strange how that stuff happens, um, but it, it, it it helps and it means a lot. So, and then on top of that, I think it's 
not only is it important for you as a fan and me as a fan of small bands, you're like, oh, fuck, they're awesome. Everyone needs to know about them. More than just liking and commenting on their shit, people should share music that they like. I think it's really important to push your artists because fuck, man. Don't you want to see the people you like become famous? And even if it's not like, oh, I want to see them famous, what if you just want more music from them? The best way to get more music from an artist is to let their art become their livelihood, right? Because if I have to go fucking pump gas at a gas station every day, I'm not going to have time to work on an album, right? Or I will have time to work on an album, but it'll be after hour. It won't not as much time as if my entire life was make an album. It's going to be better. It's going to be come out quicker. Yeah. And then on top of that, artist to artist. That was another thing I started thinking about. Um, as an artist myself, listen, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I've fallen victim to it. But we, we as artists, we, we, there is a sense of like competition, right? Let's say you're playing a show on Saturday night. And there's another band that's playing the show on Saturday night. You like that other band? Maybe you're friends with people in it? Are you going to... You're going to push your show. You're not going to push your friend's show. But there's room for everybody, is is, is what I'm going to get to. Is that... Artists need to... I feel like people need to understand, especially with art, is that... It's important when one of us rises, everybody rises. It might not seem like that because, like, if everybody's going to that person's show and not yours, it's like, well, fuck, I'm going to play to fucking five people. Yeah, for now. But if you're not a dick, if you're not a fucking asshole, if that band blows up, you're going to still be friends with them. You're still going to know them. And if, like, like if I let's say tomorrow I get playlisted on new music, it's not Friday tomorrow, but I get playlisted on new music Friday, and next thing you know, my song's playing uh, in the top one hundred, right? I have, I'm not gonna be like I'm gonna I'm gonna bring my friends with me, you know, fucking Carl like push his music, Rubber shout out Rubber again, show them like I'm gonna bring those people with me because I think they're good. So I think artists need to get a little more um, communal. And that's not to say that everyone's a dick and everyone's like, no, fuck you, fuck you. I actually think there's an awesome, awesome community of people in Philly, especially at Drexel. Uh, those kids all really love each other. Everyone supports each other. Everybody works on each other's projects. Um, I'm super fortunate. Like, I don't go to Drexel. But I'm super fortunate to have Carl, who goes there, and then my bass player and engineer, Joe, um, they both go to Drexel in the music industry and they're in the music industry program. And fuck man, that community of people is like my favorite thing in the world. It's a little different than the temple underground scene. Um, yeah. Support your friends. Now, because I'm doing this solo, I wrote a couple things down. I asked, I asked, um, some people I was working with, 
over there at the Liberty Gas Station, slinging pumps, making that day money. Uh, Johnny Hudson, shout out Johnny Hudson. I was like, hey man, like, well, what should I, what should I talk about the podcast? And he brought this up. I'm gonna say it just because he asked me to. He said, "What's your opinion on jeans at the golf course?" Now I don't golf. I don't think I've ever been golfing. I think I've gone putt putt maybe fifteen times in my life, and I think I did a chip and putt once. You guys know what that is? Chip and putt. It's like big boy putt putt. And I think I went to a driving range maybe for fifteen minutes. So I don't know. I don't give a shit. Where are your jeans on the Where are your jeans on the on, on the golf course? But it got me thinking. I have a strict policy against being involved with anything that is that has a dress code. I made a decision a long time ago. I'll probably break this. But I made a decision. I said I said I will never step foot into a restaurant or a club or a bar that requires a dress code. I just think I think it's elitist. I'm not into it. Uh, the only dress code that I can get behind is if like the only dress code I can get behind is if like a high school required everybody to wear like Osiris's. I could get behind, I could get behind that dress code. Uh, so there you go, Johnny. That is my uh, that is my take on dress codes uh, for the uh, for the golf course. Yeah, I've never gone golfing. I'm realizing that right now. I don't think I'd be good at it either. But um, see, this is this is where having somebody else, you know, really fill in the gaps. We'll see, I saw this lady on the train today. Oh my fucking god! All right, speaking of coronavirus, um, train etiquette. First off, cover your fucking mouth when you cough. You know, I said I wasn't like really nervous about it before, and then I watched that podcast, and I felt like everywhere I turned, I was like, oh my god, that person's definitely sick. And uh, then I was on the train coming to Temple. This fucking lady was watching, like, food porn on her phone with no headphones. I don't know what they're called. It's that thing where, like, people just, like, eat a fuck ton of food in one sitting. And it was, like, noodles, and they were just, like, slurping these noodles. It was, like, ASMR. And she wasn't wearing any headphones. And it damn near ruined my train ride. Now, I probably could have put my headphones in, but I don't have any headphones right now. They're missing. My earbuds are missing. Um, God damn. I'm running out of things to say, kids. I guess we could do what I always do with Carl and just have a nice lull. Um, I'm working on the new album. Or it's not a new album. I've never done an album, a full album. I've done EPs, and it's not even an album. I'm doing an EP, and I've been doing a lot of thinking about um, influences, right? 
Carl's working on his uh, album right now. I know who he listens to. I know what he likes. I know what the songs sound like. And I can hear his influences. And I was thinking, you know, who are my influences? Do I hear that in my own music? And it got me thinking about John Mayer. I've said it on the podcast before about how much I love John Mayer. Why do I love John Mayer? Let me tell you. Not only do I think he's a fucking killer guitar player, right? And he and he's a he's a good singer. I I'm not like. He's not the he's, when I you know, someone says hey who's the best singer of all time he's not in that conversation, not even close in that conversation. But what I like about him, is his songwriting. His uh, like. His lyricism. But not just with his actual lyrics, like the phrasing of things, like even with his guitar playing, I think it's all very catchy, but like, but not so like dumb that it's catchy. You know, when you hear a pop song, you're just like, yeah, this is like, no wonder it's catchy. It's, it's fucking just like repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. And he's got repetition, but it's interesting repetition. And it's not so repetitive that it's, it just like is dull. I just think he really, really understands how to get something stuck in people's heads. I would like to do that. I'm experimenting. I'm trying to figure it out. For example, my first song that I ever put out, Confused. That was the first song that I ever wrote that I was going to sing on. And I put it out. We got fire alarms going off. Jesus Christ. Uh, That was the first song that I ever wrote to sing on and put it out. And... When I put it out, one of my buddies... I'm going to close this window. Hold on. Okay, we're back. Um, When I put Confused out, one of my buddies was... And then I put Falling out. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place. Put Confused out. It was out for a few months. I put the new the new song Falling out. And I asked him about it. I was like, hey, which one do you like better? And he said, confused. It's easier to sing. And that really stuck with me. I was like, okay, easier to sing. Now, is that because, like, I was like, no, no, it's not because of the range. Because, like, uh, confused is a, I mean, it's not a super high note. But, like, there's there's higher notes in it. And it's like, like you know, it's more belted. It's more in that chest, high chest voice as falling and falling is kind of just there. It's kind of easy to sing along to, but the melody is a little, not the melody, like the, the, the words in the um, chorus aren't as repetitive as confused. And it's just, it just stuck with me. This is, this is how I, I'm constantly analyzing myself, but analyzing, um, the music I listen to, trying to find out the pieces of the puzzle. It's also, it's interesting, I don't think a lot of people, a lot of artists, a lot of artists will say like, like, yeah man, like the music just comes to me, man. I'm just in my room, man. I'm just in my, just in my feels, man. And while it does happen, sometimes it's just something magical happens and when you're in the right place at the right time and the right mood, these songs just like come out of nowhere. But not the whole song. 
Not the whole song. Maybe 75%. But the last 25% is calculated. It's calculated. Which is fine. Art is supposed to be calculated to a certain extent. If everybody was just doing what they felt, everyone would be making like noise music. Which is fine if you make noise. Um, God. I don't know if I like doing the podcast by myself. I don't know if I like it. You know what? Since I'm doing it by myself, I don't feel the need to go for the uh, full 30 minutes. Uh, Maybe if you guys like me doing it by myself. Carl's going to do one by himself, too. I'm going to make him. Um, he's going to do his. Mine will be coming out Monday morning, which you're probably watching this, so you know that. Uh, if it's before Thursday, Carl's coming out on Thursday. Hopefully. Um, anything else, David? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, that's about it for me. See you, dude.